Hey everybody and welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you have joined me. And I tell you what, today we're going to go into Luke chapter 6 for our Daily Word. And we're going to talk about verse 37 because what we find in verse 37 is that a portion of this verse is, is legitimately one of the most abused, misused passages in all of the Bible. And that is where Jesus says there, Do not judge others and you will not be judged. And I, I, wanna, I wanna invite you to think about this with me from a couple of, of perspectives, that we would, we would think back, uh, think about situations where this uh, declaration has been made, what the intention of that is, and what the logical end, the logical result of that is, and then to look at the actual context of Scripture to understand what Jesus is, is actually saying here. So first of all, I, I want to invite you to think with me about situations, and most all of us have been in these situations, where we're having discussions of morality. And, and I think, without saying it, most of us know the context of these moral discussions where we have this said to us. And, and so you're having a discussion about this, and someone says, Jesus said, do not judge, and you are judging. And, and the function of that, what that's intended to do, is to shut down the conversation, to say we cannot make this moral determination, we cannot make this moral judgment, because Jesus said, do not judge. Now, let's take that and push it further, let's push it to its logical end, because, in fact, if that's what Jesus meant, then we are at quite a loss because we, we can make no moral determinations whatsoever on any issue because this same logic could be applied. We have a discussion about adultery. We have a discussion about theft. We have a discussion about pride. We have a discussion about greed. We can't make a moral determination on any of that because Jesus says, do not judge. And, and that leaves us in a, a, a sort of a, a moral quandary, even a moral insanity, where there's no ground to determine how it is that we should live our lives. You live yours your way, you live yours that way, and I can't really have anything to say about that. I can't determine what's right. I can just do what I want to do. Okay, so that's on the one side. We push that a little bit further to its logical end. But I would argue more importantly is the context uh, of Scripture indicating how this is being abused. Because as I said, the way that this gets used is as a way of shutting down any discussion on what is moral and what is not. What is sin and what is not. What is God's intention? What is God's best for us and what is not? is intended to just shut that down and say, we can't make any moral determinations as Christians because Jesus says this, but is that actually what he meant? Of course not. Because as you keep reading here, you get to the end of this, this chapter, end of verse 46, and you see that Jesus cares very much what we do. And then in fact, he has very much to say throughout the scriptures on how it is that we are to live our lives to honor Him, right? So verse 46, so why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, 
when you don't do what I say. (laughs) Could it be more plain that Jesus cares very much that we follow what He says? So let's get at the heart of this. If Jesus is not saying here that we can never make a moral determination, we can never have a determination, a judgment that, you know what, we shouldn't do this. We should do this, but not this, and not that, and this. We should do. What is he actually saying here? As we dig in, what we see is that he is calling us to be a friend to people, to truly be for people. To judge and to condemn is not to be for someone. It is to stand apart from and above someone and to declare them judged, to declare them condemned, while we stand off and congratulate ourselves on our uh, amazing sinless life. And this is certainly what Jesus is speaking against here. Let me give you just one specific example here that I think is very helpful. He says, And why worry, this is verse 41, And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, Friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Right? And, and so the point here is not, I'm never going to help you, my friend, with the sin in your life, with the speck in your eye. I'm just not going to do that because Jesus says, do not judge. No, that's not what he's saying at all. He's saying, be humble. Acknowledge your own sin. Seek to, to have the will of God done in your life. Right? Acknowledge your own sin. Get help getting the log out of your eye so that you will be able to help your brother, to help your friend with the speck that is in their eye. The point is that we are striving together to grow in the Lord, to grow closer and closer to them, to move sin out of our lives. In fact, as Jesus is talking about, he says, can one person, blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into the ditch? He says, students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. That's what we're driving at in our discipleship is to become like Jesus. We are helping one another to truly follow Jesus. This is the whole point of the the method in the Methodist movement, right? John Wesley, from the very beginning of our movement, he put people into discipleship groups where there was love and they and they talked about and they shared about what God what God was doing in their lives and they they held each other lovingly accountable to move in the direction that God is leading them that is the whole point of this it is not to back away from any moral issue that the Lord has actually spoken clearly about and say we can't judge nothing we can say about this no 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 we we in love are helping one another to grow in the Lord, to honor Him more and more with our lives, to actually be able to call Him Lord and mean it. Lord, why? Why keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? There is certainly moral instruction in the Scriptures 
the Lord describing what a life that befits the gospel is, what a life that honors God, the life that we owe Him because we were bought at a price and we are called, therefore, to honor God with our bodies, right? So let us not do this thing where we just shut down any discussion by saying, do not judge. Jesus said, can't do it, just stop. And let's also not make the mistake of hypocrisy where we look down our noses at other people and we stand apart and above them and we declare them to be great sinners and we point out the speck in their, in their eye, but we do nothing about the log in our eye. Instead, let's be the people that Jesus is here calling us to be. That is, let's, let's be brothers and sisters with one another. Let's be friends and let's spur one another on to love and good deeds. Let's actually help one another grow in the Lord. This is what we're called to. It is, it is friendship. It is to be brothers and sisters in Christ, seeking His face, seeking His will for our lives. May it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And until we get a chance to speak again, friends, I pray that God would bless you and keep you.